Welcome to the Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified on FX. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 8, titled Dark as a Dungeon. It's, I'm scared. Uh, a, lot, a lot of dark stuff going on here. Uh, well, a, a lot of stuff they thought was going to be dark. Raylan thought it was going to be dark, and it yeah. didn't happen. Turned out a little bit of a wah-wah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, similar to when... Uh, Geraldo Riviera cracked open Al Capone's vault. Yes. Geraldo Riviera yes. cracked open Arlo's vault, and uh-huh. it just, just and then happen. he had to move his tombstone, and it yeah. was just a, it was a bad. He had to pick up his tombstone, walk out of town in shame. Yeah, bad news all around. town with his tombstone. <laughs> uh, what did you think of this episode? I liked it. It's certainly not as overtly entertaining as yeah. some of the last few episodes we've had. That's how I felt too. But it moved a lot of things that needed to move down the line. It got rid of Walker, uh, mm-hmm. which although I was kind of interested in seeing see him and, and and Boyd team up, but I guess it's a bit too early for that. Yeah. Um, and it had a standout scene of uh, a really long Raylan Boyd sparring match. Uh huh. That was just entertaining as all hell. Uh, but and and I like the themes that they set with you know like the 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 past versus the future. And, you know, the suggestion that maybe our, I, I don't know, because I feel like, and I read the, I read the post show interview with Graham Yost, where he said, uh, you know, that scene at the end is supposed to suggest that maybe Arlo, the monster was mostly made up in, mm-hmm. in Raylan's mind. Sure. But we know Arlo was a terrible human being. Yeah, we savagely beat his mother. Seasons. Savagely beat Rayland. Was mm-hmm. neglectful. Was criminal. Uh, murders of many on his. I mean, yeah. I don't know that the show earned that moment. It'd be one thing if Rayland. I don't know. It's, it'd be one thing if he's talking about his dad grounding him all the time or something like that, and he finds. It. But this, I guess, he's not like a Carcosa <laughs> level. Sure, he's not torturing animals Man with a spaghetti or people. Face. Or... Yeah, he doesn't run a child uh, murder cult. Uh-huh. Congratulations. So, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> but it was weird for me for that to pay off like that. In fact, I kept looking for Arlo standing in front of a door. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you going through that door, man? Why don't you explore? There's got to be something more to this. This is going to be relevant and germane to the story. And I was going to go into this podcast with that, like, what is the secret of his mini Carcosa? And then I read the interview, and of course, Yost could just be trolling me. Yeah. Although, again, he's dishing out spoilers here and there. But uh, I felt like pretty final. Like, yeah, he was just satisfied that they made the point that, uh, you know, the past is the past, and Raylan's making peace with it, and it's not as bad as he thought. Yeah. And moving on. So what do you think? Yeah, I, I felt I had uh, very much the same feeling as you coming out of this episode, that it was good, but not as entertaining as uh, some of the previous episodes. Right. Um, I like how how subtle they were near the end of this, um, with with him, you know, kind of confronting the demons of, of Arlo and himself and all that stuff with his family and the tombstones and uh, Arlo's non-torture shack. Sure. Uh, I like that a lot, and and the way they leave it, where you know he he says I'm just gonna let the past lie, and I he's going to pull up his own tombstone there, as if to say, I'm gonna be the one who leaves Harlan alive. I am not. Going I don't to die. know where I'm going to yeah. die, but it's not gonna be here. Uh, that to me almost says he might be leaving. He might be trying to get out of Harlan now. 
Like not not even going after Boyd. Although I mean, I can't see him abandoning that mission. But well, that that's the impression I got at the very end of the episode. Well, certainly, the talk with Winona affected him more than I was even thinking it would. Yeah, like that felt like it was on his mind mm-hmm. the entire episode. Like I, I'm I'm tired. I'm losing patience. I want. I'm I, now he's made peace with his past. Um. Yeah, I. So I'm all you know. One of the pleasures of watching it this season is trying to figure out who's going to make it out of Harlan alive. Yeah, and I'm not sure if Raylan's presumption of pulling his gravestone out with no clear destination is <laughs> another yet another tea leave I'm supposed to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I honestly don't know, and I don't. You know, Ava seemed like she made a potentially fatal mistake of trying to play bo- go back to playing both sides of the fence. Uh, with, you know, and I, it's not that the moment wasn't earned because Boyd was, you know, $100,000 in cash is enough for anybody to get out of Harlan and start your life somewhere. Yeah, right? yeah, probably. Sure. Uh, it's not $10 million, sure. But, yeah. you know, Boyd getting caught up in his greed, knowing that it's a trap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that she had to go and try to play a little bit off of Raylan and cover her bases, but now Raylan knows yeah. it. Somehow, with his his martial sense tingling, he knows that she's burnt. You know what? I don't know that it matters though, because well, it matters now for her. His... Her matters for her deal with the DA to stay out of jail. Yeah, but it... I mean, they could just come up and roll up and pick her up next episode. They could, yeah. But it seems like she may be putting her eggs in Boyd's basket again, like saying, "Look, Boyd, he's going to go do this thing, whether I want him to or not. This might work out in my favor. Let's see." Okay. Well. Know. Since this is such a scatter uh, gun type of episode, I thought we would, instead of going with our themes and characters, we just go kind of chronologically through here. Okay. Before that, uh, the people involved in making the episode, uh, one Gwyneth Horder Payton, hmm. uh, who has got a ton of uh, film experience in the 80s, um, but she also started directing television series of late. She's uh, she's first started directing in The Shield. Since then, she's directed stuff like The Riches. Uh, Fringe, Battlestar Galactica, uh, Cold Case, Sons of Anarchy, Walking Dead, The Killing, uh, Hawaii Five-0, among others. And it was co-written mm-hmm. by uh, two guys that we've uh, shouted out on the podcast before, uh, Chris Provenzano and okay. VJ Boyd. Uh, Chris, you'll recall, has a lot of credits. He's got uh, uh, 12 episodes. He's credited as a writer and Justified. He's written two episodes of Archer, which I thought was interesting. Two episodes of Mad Men uh, and a couple other things where VJ Boyd seems like he just was plucked from the earth by the Yost with the most because uh, he's got the one credit justified. But he's written over three episode, 13 episodes, served as story editor for more, and also has got uh, 13 episodes uh, as a co-producer, which just started this year, this hmm. this episode or this season of Justified, I think, if I'm reading IMDb right. Okay. So, uh, you know... Regardless, we got lots of experience at the helm here. Yeah. We open, which I thought was a great cold open of Raylan kind of going through his day. It's, it's He's he's settling his family business. He's drinking Jim Beam, which if you read that fantastic uh, bourbon guide, that's their way of saying that Raylan's just a kind of not exactly bottom of the shelf drinker, but he's mm. just, he's not very particular. He's a utilitarian he's, when it comes to drinking. Exactly. <laughs> this, this is going to do the job. Yeah. I have said it to, uh, I've assigned it to. 
Uh, he finds Arlo's old army box. Um, he cuts off the lock and he finds a bunch of letters from Francis, with his, which is his mom, hmm. and burns it all up. Burns it all up. He did he's, he's key, looking though. for he's looking for ghosts. He's looking for demons in that box, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I'm not sure why all of a sudden he goes digging though. Like that was the thing that puzzled me. Is, well, I, it makes sense if you think of I am when I leave this town, I am never coming back. There's so that. if I'm ever yeah. going to kick open Arlo's dungeon, if I'm ever going to go through this box, if I'm ever going to do these things, then now is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows yeah. how long? Because he's had this, you know, Arlo died two seasons ago. Sure. He's had this house for, you know, that amount of time, and he hasn't done any of these things. Yeah. Yeah, I also felt like maybe the visit from Winona helped him along that path, sure. thinking, you know, my, my father was a real son of a bitch. I want to... See what see what's hiding there, so I can know what to avoid it myself. Kind of, sure. Um, raising my daughter in Florida, all that stuff, or wherever they're they're gonna raise her. Sure, who knows? Not Harlan. N- not Harlan. No. That's what I'm getting guessing. <laughs> yeah, maybe Lexington. Uh, moving on, Boyd. Finally, after you know several episodes of of uh, uh, the pig rotten down in that pit, he visits the mine to find out what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Zachariah's down there refusing to come up until Boyd goes down to meet him for whatever reason. He orders Earl to keep Ava safe because he it's, hears the, It's the, not for not for more money, right? That's not what Zachariah is getting at. Well, I thought that he wanted Boyd down there so he could have another shot at killing him. Like, look here. And I here, did too. Which again, that's kind of becoming the fatal flaw of this part of this the 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 season for me. Because Zachariah, if he really wanted to kill Boyd, missed his golden opportunity. Sure. And I don't know what else he's waiting for. Like, like I, I started thinking after we got done last uh, podcast, I was kicking around, like, why didn't he just split his skull open with that shotgun when it was one-on-one mm-hmm. or one-on? I think he had Carl with him at the first time. He had a shotgun. That's pretty good odds. Uh, why didn't he just do it there? It's like, well, if he knew that Boyd's worst fear is to die in the mine, Mm-hmm. Then and he wanted to inflict maximum suffering on him, then get him down to mine. But then, fuck, you had him, man. He was dangling by. No one would have blamed him if he had his grip had slipped or if he'd missed that sure. daring yeah. rescue. So it's like, is he got something else in mind? Did he just want to scare Boyd and make? I, I, I at this point, I'm, I'm totally lost on that because you know he comes back and he seems to solve this problem with Zachariah with money again, and I. Yeah, I, that can't be that simple. No, it can't be that simple. Justified doesn't do simple. A and Zachariah is out for revenge, not money. But is Zachariah the only? So there's a couple things. Maybe Zachariah is trying to get the money for himself. So and so he's he's wanting to in some way kill Boyd and get the money to give to Ava, and that's a way of absolving him mm-hmm. of the guilt he obviously feels for letting Ava fall in with the bad person as her her, her father figure. Okay. And I again, I liked Zachariah at the beginning. I thought they did a lot of job of just kind of making this character out of whole cloth mm-hmm. in a in a single near two or three episodes and one or two key scenes. But now it's just like he's just, I can't figure him out. Yeah, same. Here. And I'm starting to not care. He's just a, <laughs> he's just another fucking guy in Harlem with crazy hair, yeah. and wild eyes <laughs> and big teeth. Uh, so Ava, as she's getting carted away by Earl, uh. She says, hey, I want my phone back. And Boyd says, hey, baby, we just got this one phone. We have to use it wisely. We have to use it in concert. And he doesn't give her the phone after he asks her to trust him. Yeah. To me, 
you know, the one of the big questions I had in my mind after last episode is how much did things really change between Ava and Void? Mm-hmm. I feel like by the end of this episode, not a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Because yeah. Ava's back to thinking Boyd is a self-destructive lunatic who's going to be the end of her, and Boyd is kind of... I don't think he ever really fully flipped onto the trusting her. Yeah, it seems like it. He's trusting her enough to love her and not kill her, but not trust mm-hmm. her enough to trust her with key things. And to give her a cell phone when she actually does need it, you know? Sure. Uh, we have a little talk with Raylan and some sort of, I guess, undertaker or corpse-moving specialist. Where he's talking about digging up his mom and his dad. Talking about some crazy hair. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's uh, got the crazy hair all over. <laughs> uh, and the guy's saying, like, look, your mom's been in the ground for a decade in this cheap-ass uh, uh, coffin. There's not there but dirt. He's like, well, then move the dirt, which I thought was a great line. <laughs> um, I also like the whole, uh, well, my dad just buried, him in the che- buried her in the cheapest piece of shit he could find. Yeah. And then he's like, well, what did you bury your father in? Like the cheapest <laughs> piece of shit I could find. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so uh, as they're talking about that, Tim comes up, notices the burnt out box and gives uh, Raylan some shit about not joining the manhunt for Walker. Mm. And Raylan's like, uh, he doesn't really care. He's like, job one is getting Boyd and I'm getting onto that job. Yeah, I think that's fine. You know, I mean, everybody's got to pursue a different angle on Boyd. And he's kind of the only one who can do this in Harlan. So, yep. And surprise to surprise, right before credits, uh, Ava goes home with dumbass Earl and is ambushed by Walker there mm-hmm. with a gun. So uh, Boyd's down in the mine. He's talking to Zachariah. And Zachariah's quitting because the job's too dangerous. But he's back on a job with 5K. I the only thing I want to say about this scene is it seems like they're building this thing where Carl is really not liking Boyd. Carl is not enjoying hmm. Boyd talking about, I don't give a shit about this pig guy. I don't give a shit about you. I don't give a shit about any, you know, I've lost lots of men on jobs and this job isn't done. I mean, he's, he's talking about how expendable his crew is right in front of his crew. Mm-hmm. That's bad, right? <laughs> I imagine so. Yeah. Uh, I got some feedback that we'll be discussing later that maybe one of the things is going to be Boyd's undoing once again is his crew because uh, Carl's going to drop a dime on him. Okay. Um, I, I Can he drop... How much more of a dime can he drop than Ava's already dropped? Well, and the, he, and buried Raylan... Dickie, he buried Dickie Crow. Okay. He knows where that body's at. Sure. Dickie Crow's necklace is on the mantle that there you go i mean that we've always said that if, if if raylan could prove that boyd did murder dickie crow that that would trump the rico case he's got and it's go directly to jail people are are shouting at their screens and their ipods right now saying it's not dickie crow it's dewey crow dewey crow jesus christ <laughs> i got my my crowders and or no, yeah easy mistake to make my bennett's and my crows uh-huh. uh, confused Anyway, uh, so he's back on the job with another five grand. Who cares? Uh, Walker is tying up Earl tight and making sure he's got all the guns from Ava. And he says, I'm not there to hurt you or hurt Boyd. He's got a business proposition for him. Mm -hmm. Raylan visits uh, Zachariah, which I thought was pretty fun. This is a pretty good scene. They uh, trade insults. Then they trade dick punches. And then Raylan's like... (laughs) He he, you know, just wanted to scuffle a bit and see the dynamite. Then he's done with the guy. Yeah, what did he get from this? 
investigation. I, I didn't really know watching it. I was like, okay, that just seemed like a small fight, and that's it. So, but I guess yeah, if he if he sees the dynamite there, and then later on he feels the dynamite down in the the basement of the pizza portal. He well, make, he connects those dots. I feel like that's connected dots, but I was kind of surprised Raylan, who's a cold digging man himself, mm-hmm. didn't put two and two together about. Well, I and, guess dynamite, you could just use a lot of dynamite to blow the fucking safe up. That was one of the original that's plans. That's true. Yeah. Lots of high explosives. So maybe I just know too... As the omniscient viewer of this season, I know a lot more than Raylan does. So he seemed a little slow in the uptake, but I don't know if that's fair. It's also weird that he was... I, I don't I don't know. So it kind of comes at him from two angles, right? Because Ava is also telling him exactly what's going on here. Yeah. Like... He's in the mine. He's in some obsidian mine at Bentley Creek or whatever it is. Uh-huh. Uh, so Raylan knows about that. Raylan knows where it is. Raylan knows what's happening. He kind of knows it all by the time that he feels that earthquake, right? Yeah, and I think that's one of the key points. Didn't Ava give him slightly wrong information? I didn't think so. I thought that there was something about that that didn't, which tipped off Raylan. I don't think it's super important, but I thought she... You know, they, they've been consistent about this this uh, obsidian mine up whatever creek, and I thought she gave him slightly... It's in the general area, but not the exact shaft. Oh, I thought it was. Which tipped off Raylan to the fact that she was mm. he was she was burned. It, you could be right. I, uh, I thought... What I thought happened I, is Raylan just read her as not being, you know, on board with yeah. the marshal's manhunt or whatever. No, this is the rare episode where not only did I have to give it like two watches, but I also had to go back and watch some scenes a couple times to get. And I just, yeah. I took it for granted that I had gotten that right. And maybe I should have looked it up more. Uh, the quote of the episode kind of defines this. Um, there's two, the one about the, you know, past and the future, but this is about the only thing a redneck will grab with both hands and a left foot is money. <laughs> and, um, that kind of sets the tone moving on to, um, Wynn and Catherine Hale scene. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Mikey dating a tennis pro? <laughs> Mike's Mikey's in danger of developing a personality. I yeah. like him better when yeah. he was a strong, silent type. Does that mean he's in danger of dying as well? I don't know. But but here's the thing about Mikey. Mikey looks kind of tough and menacing. And he opens his mouth and it's like Mike the Mike Tyson effect. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. This is, this is ridiculous. I didn't have a problem with Mikey. I'm fade into oblivion. Dating oblivion. a pro. You know? Uh, no, Duffy Duffy has a problem with his opening him opening his mouth though. I, and so does Catherine. <laughs> do you th- I, hmm, I hmm, interesting. Everybody just looks at him like what what are you suggesting? What are you talking about? I've started to kind of figure I I've started to have this theory that Mikey and Wynn are undercover lovers. Okay. So what's the deal with him and Catherine Hale? That this this is all just episode a long con? is a serious is a serious uh, fl- uh flaw in that that theory's ointment. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have anything. I mean, they've been bathrobing it up since I didn't have episode any, I didn't two, have any, man. Yeah, I know. And I haven't had anything to go on other than their kind of non-conventional Winnebago-based lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And it does, sure. like, I thought in this season, it's it's a lot of, like, old married couple stuff. Um, but then, yeah, yeah I feel I, like yeah, there was a little bit that. of sexual tension between Wynn and maybe he's a switch hitter. Yeah. Who knows? I never got anything from Mikey and Duffy, okay. but, you know, whatever. Uh... Anyway, so we get a little bit more about the snitched business. Uh, Wynn's like, hey, I got something going to blow the lid off this thing. Gordon Keith, mm-hmm. whose expertise is shotguns. We know that the Simon Poole, the USA attorney, was shotgun in the face uh, and murdered. Well, apparently this guy 
was arrested for shoplifting vodka, something the Win Duffy, as his associate, knows for certain he does not drink. Yeah. Two days later in prison, your husband dies of quote unquote suicide, and a few days after that, this guy is bailed out of prison. Mm-hmm. Uh. To me, this doesn't implicate Avery Markham at all. If anything, you know, Wynn himself says, yeah, well, he didn't work for me, but we worked together. Number mm-hmm. one, he could be lying. Number two, this is maybe a scheme they hatched up. Yeah, I don't think there's anything in that, I'm with you, that directly implicates Avery Markham. But the fact that it's somebody with money, because, I mean, yeah. bailing, bailing a murderer out of True. jail is not cheap. That's a couple hundred grand, right? Probably. Uh, so it's got to be somebody with money. Grady's dead. He doesn't have any money. <laughs> uh, sure. The only other person connected to it. That, yeah, I mean, I guess Duffy is slightly connected, but maybe he, if if Duffy is the rat, I know that's that's kind of your your running theory here. It's one of my theories. Yeah, I read if, another theory and read it that I liked. That I'm going to talk about a little bit later. If he's the rat, then he is very comfortable in the proximity he has to Catherine Hale here. And that is his cover. And he's giving a whole dossier mm-hmm. about this guy to her. Now, maybe he cooked that up. I don't know. But he goes in there and he says, this points to Avery. Hmm. It doesn't actually no, it doesn't. point to Avery. It but point if he, at all. But if he says, here's a bunch of stuff, this points to Avery, he might get Catherine believing that if he's the mole. I still think Catherine's the mole. I still think, or the rat. Mm-hmm. I think she paid for all this, had the guy go in and kill them both. I I think all of that is her. Uh, it's an interesting performance but because, I'm not sure. like, it's clear watching um, Sam Elliott that he is playing a very sly, knowing performance. So when people ask him about the rat and he kind of just you know works his eyebrows and his upper lip, mm-hmm. uh, his naked upper lip, you think, okay, this guy, I could buy him up something. Catherine yeah. plays it. You know her speech about revenge once again. This is a lot of showmanship. Yeah. Yeah. For a cover-up. And I just keep coming back to that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Wynn is worried because uh, at the, she, she Catherine Hale expresses annoyance at uh, Boyd taking so long to rob the bank mm-hmm. and mentions that, you know what? Maybe I should just marry Markham, wait a year, take all of his money because I'll have access to all of his accounts and then presumably kill him, which Wynn seems to be put off by because that would kind of write him out of the plot. <laughs> And she adjusts his tie by way of, are they banging? I Yeah, they're definitely banging. They're, okay. they've, been, they've been practically in the same bathrobe for this entire season. Uh, I, really? Because until this episode, I never got that they had a romantic relationship. Really? Yeah. No, they, wow, okay. Are you sure you're not misremembering? Because our, Mar- yeah, they've our, been bathrobed up together. Markham, no. In no, the same, no, in the no. same hotel room? Yeah. You're thinking of yeah. Markham. No, I think they're banging. All right. I think they're banging, man. That might be, but I've ne- I don't I do not think there is film <laughs> evidence of Wynn Duffy and Catherine Hale being in a bathroom in the same scene. Mm, I'm not sure about that. Uh anyway, let's move on. Uh let's see. Uh boy or uh, Ava stitching up uh wait, 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 wait. Before we go on, why is Duffy involved in this plot at all? Because Catherine Hale doesn't have the muscle to pull this operation off. And she's a former associate. They go way. I don't know exactly how. What when, muscle? Or why. I mean, if she's in there trying to seduce Avery Markham, she doesn't need muscle. Well, I think that uh, I don't know. The marriage proposal and all that came to a surprise. 
to her. Like if she it thought did, Avery was it... going to come back and, and and propose to her, maybe she wouldn't have involved Duffy, which is obviously his worry. I thought it had always been her She's... basic plan to get close to Avery and then get his money. Yeah. Which I don't feel like she needs Duffy for that. But unless, how? How is she going to get his money? She's just going to give it to her? They've been incommunicado for these many years, afraid for each other's lives, I guess, is how I'd put it. I I don't see what Duffy has done to advance the plot here. Uh, no, I mean... Other I, than help her figure out who the mole is, or the rat is. Well, and he but, hooked her up with Boyd, who is the one that's going to do the bank job, because then their hands don't get dirty with it. I mean, it makes it makes a certain amount of sense, but it is kind of Rube Goldbergian, this whole plot. And there's bit, a lot, a you know, bit. it's like, it, it goes... Huh. I mean, this is a fantastically entertaining season, yeah. but when you start thinking about it too hard, and the Christmas tree dope... And the moles within moles and all that stuff. It's like, wait a second. Why are we actually here? But, mm-hmm. you know, if this is just an elaborate excuse to get Win Duffy and Boyd and uh, Dewey Crow and Constable Bob and Limehouse and everybody mm-hmm. back and kind of tied up in a neat bow, I will overlook a lot of plot shenanigans. <laughs> okay. But I kind of feel mm-hmm. like you're on. Yeah, that there is some shaky. There's some thin ice that the writers okay. are treading on here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, uh, Ty Walker's getting stitched up. Ava rips out his stitches, which is pretty funny because it, it has him spaz out with a gun. <laughs> and he says, oh, look, yeah. Earl's pitiful life flashed before his eyes, didn't it, Earl? I really like this guy. Uh, I've yeah. really gotten a Ty Walker crush in the last week or two. Hmm. All right. Uh, I, I just got a thing for people to murder medics. Like, what can I say? I guess so. Uh, Boyd comes home. And bashes him in the head of the gun and is about to blow his brains out onto Ava's staircase when she blurts out that he knows the combination of the vault. Uh, it turns out that Ty Walker wants to be extracted from this area because apparently you need to have an intimate knowledge of Harlan to get out. Well, I guess that makes sense. There's a manhunt. They've got all the major inroads and outroads blocked off. He needs someone that knows yeah. all the, the shit kicking goat holler pet paths through the hills. Should go to Limehouse. He should go to Limehouse. Limehouse he doesn't know about Limehouse. I know. You got to yeah. know about Limehouse to go to Limehouse. Sure. Uh, but yeah. Um, so that's that. Uh, Art shows up to meet Catherine because she's called him there at the hotel. And obviously, pretty lady like her, this clandestine hotel meeting can only mean one thing. Uh, this is some really good dialogue from both of them. Yeah. Some bald ass, wrinkled old Marshall showing up at her hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, asks a lot of smart questions. Like, why are you so concerned about who ratted my husband? Uh, or why are you so concerned about me being concerned about this? She mm-hmm. drops him the whole document package on the Gordon guy. And he asks her why this is all happening. And she says she just wants to see justice done. You know, you are you got shot up and your dude got shot in the balls and in the chest. I want something like that to happen to my guy. Then mm-hmm. she says, see yourself out and unzips her dress as she walks off. And... The first time I watched it, it was unclear to me whether whether Art followed her into the bedroom or turned around and went outside. <laughs> I think he left. I think I he think does he too. Left. Yep. But still, uh, <laughs> it was on the table. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the two snitch theory I saw on Justi- or saw on the Justified subreddit. Oh my god! Some guy says like the big problem everyone's having is why would you murder the investigator, the the uh, attorney for the USA attorney. Hmm. And then murder the guy that's under investigation and then bug out of town. 
And they said the simple explanation is they're both the rat. That's not a simple explanation. A simple explanation is that Catherine Hale okay. is a somehow... An explanation that fits the, fa- the facts is that they're both rats because they're working okay. at cross purposes. They And they, they know it's like, Catherine's like, I know I killed the attorney, but mm. I didn't kill my husband. Okay, and Duffy and, knows and, that he and, killed... And Ty, or uh, Avery, is like, I know oh, I Avery. killed okay. What's-His-Face, and I didn't kill yeah. the attorney, so... They both know that there are maybe half the rat, but they don't know who the other rat is, and that's what they're afraid of. And that's what we're going to end up finding out, that they were both involved. And maybe all three held. I'm a, I'll, I'll grow it out to a three-rat solution. Maybe Duffy's in there, too. You're a rat. You're a rat. Everybody's a rat. <laughs> Good God. You're the the simplest explanation is Dave Markham had these guys killed. That's not... That is the simplest explanation. I, at this point, I will feel disappointed yes. if that's the explanation. I'm with you. Which is why I don't think... I dismiss it, even though, yes, you're right, that's the Occam's Razor one. Yes, it is the simplest, and therefore Justified will not do it, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I totally, totally. Okay. But you, So you think the two snitch theories completely without merit? No, not completely without merit. I mean, it might be interesting. I, I think it's an interesting, like... Um, it's kind of like a strategic Mexican standoff... Mm, okay right it's uh, like everyone's got these kind of smoking guns held to their heads but they don't know who's pointing at who or it's, it's like a mexican standoff played in the dark uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> which gun are you pointing at are you even pointing at anybody sure um moving on to raylan showing up at the pizza portal where avery is uh hold up fully possessing the sicilian advantage which i've never heard before yeah it's a strategic way of trying to keep yourself alive when people are after you. I've, I've heard of the whole, like, put your back to the wall with your eyes towards all the exits. I've yeah. heard that, but I've never heard it called the Sicilian Advantage. I'm sure they made it up. I'm, I'm sure they invented that. You think so? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I've seen a lot of gangster movies. You'd think I would have heard that somewhere. Hmm. Uh, I've seen Sleeping with the Fishes. I've sure. seen. Um, but anyway, the point here is that uh, Raylan's like, look, I really don't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. I know you're up to no good. I know you're doing all this shit. I don't care about you. You need to know that I was not behind your real estate fuck-ups. That mm-hmm. was all Boyd. Why don't we team together to... Uh, and also, I need to get this Ty Walker business out of the way so the Marshal Service can go back to hunting Boyd. So let's team up and, and, and work to our mutual advantage. Mm-hmm. Turns out that uh, that plan is to go for him to go on a radio show and offer a hundred thousand dollar reward one thing i found out from the um post-mortem is that this is a real disc jockey in harlan county okay who runs a morning show uh uh, his name's jesse crow which is wow that's all right and it just happened the crow show yes it just happens that he picked the name or that you know, the producers made up the whole Crow family before they found out there was this Crow. So now it looks like everybody's related to everybody. <laughs> That's right? pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a real, real radio show and they, f- they flew out the real disc jockey to California for three days to film these scenes. Nice. And uh, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And because, the you know, obviously Raylan's plan is to have every, you know, as he says, redneck with a scatter gun hunting the hills with cat- dollar signs in their eyes. Yeah. Uh, they're debating... Uh, Raylan or, or Boyd and Ava debating getting Groobs, which I can only assume is McGruber from the Saturday Night Live skit slash movie, uh-huh. uh, who's a weird guy hiding up in the hills that can get people in and out of Harlan. But who knows what a man like that would want? Probably involves barnyard animals mm. and lumps uh. of coal. 
<laughs> it could or or a hundred thousand dollars in cash who knows yeah uh so they're talk, talk, trying to talk this is a whole bunch of bullshit because it's invalidated by the end of the episode but they're talking about different ways to get in the pizza parlor yeah nothing comes of it uh except for Raylan given pulls up and you know I, I really love every time we get to see boyd str- stride out of a door and say Raylan givens <laughs> and then something else and uh-huh. uh Raylan's like, oh, you're meeting me outside, huh? Uh, what do you got hiding in there? And he's got the one that I think the quote of the the week is, uh, well, while you do have a gift for interloping at moments of high drama, this is not one of those times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a great scene between uh, Raylan and Boyd here. And Raylan's essentially saying, shit or get off the pot. Mm-hmm. I know you want to knock over the safe. I want you to knock over the safe so I can catch you. Yeah. I want to get out of here. Uh, it's, I mean, that's he's, he's essentially just goading him. Yeah. Does he think that's going to work on, on uh, Boyd? Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't work on Boyd, but it does get him his man, right? He's looking for Ty Walker to clean up that loose end. That and was then, pretty funny. As soon yeah. as the, although damn Raylan, you're, you're in love with my balls is also uh, <laughs> up there for quote of the week. That's a pretty good one. But yeah, as soon as he says hundred grand, whoever brings in the bad man, Ava and him look at each other. It's like, he's in the back. And yeah. you instantly hear Earl hit the ground, which I thought was also funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's talk about Ty Walker dying. Uh, Raylan shoots him in the back, uh, which, again, if you want to hit in the front, you should have run toward him. And he says, what is all this? This is the Francis McDermott Fargo moment. What's it all for? Money? And he says, no, it's not just for money. And then he dies. Yep. What do you think it was for? Money. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going through that guy's head. We We haven't got enough of his motivations to really understand him, right? No, I think that... My headcanon says that, you know, Graham Yost called him a Ronin in his interview, that he's okay. a, a man of honor and integrity with a certain skill set that after the war, his involvement in the war is over, he now has no boss and he's kind of been subverted and twisted. But I think also that he tried to set up this environment for some other damaged people like, you know, Choo Choo and, you know, Seabass. Maybe we'll find out Seabass is traumatized too. He's trying to set up an environment where they could still maintain this brotherhood they had and mm-hmm. become kind of like soldiers of fortune. And that all got subverted and, and they fell in, you know, it's like, it, I guess it makes sense. Like, you know, you're going to guard some legal marijuana money for some big time legal marijuana guy. That seems like it's not a stretch for a guy coming back out of a war zone. It's like, okay, easy money. Sure. And then by inch by inch, degree by degree, you get involved in the more unsavory aspects. It's like, I don't feel like these guys were bad guys. They just became bad. Yeah, I I don't know. I have a hard time reconciling the idea that they are they are not bad guys with what they do to that poor old couple who won't sell their house. Just boom, right off the bat when we meet them. But they're also uh, rageaholics uh, with itchy trigger fingers. Mm-hmm. So it's like that kind of, I don't know. I'm hoping that with Seabass still out there, that we'll have something that kind of ties this into a bow and gives it some, a little bit more meaning. That would be nice, yeah. Because Yost is begging us to ask these questions by having the way them die the way he did. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, another candidate for line of the week is, uh, I can, uh, I know you're a good lawyer. All the best lawyers have ponytails because <laughs> Boyd Navis lawyer has gotten them off the hook by saying that essentially Ty Walker took him hostage and they were fearing for their life and all that stuff. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and uh, Raylan's like, hey, aren't you going to collect your money? And he swears on his mama's grave. It's not a trick. Mm-hmm. They show up at, Mark, uh, at Markham's door. And he's like, no, I gotta, love it. you got to be kidding me. And he's like, it's what's important isn't who gets the reward. And he comes back. It's not unimportant. <laughs> which I thought, another candidate for line of the week. Yeah, this is a fantastic scene, too. So he has to go and get the money out of his safe because apparently Seabass cleaned out his cash drawer last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe he didn't want to show the Mar- Marshall's unlicensed firearm. Uh, but he opens up the, the door and it's like uh, Richie Riches. It's, it, it's like uh, Scrooge McDuck's vault. Like even Raylan yeah. is like craning his neck and and visibly impressed with the amount of cash this guy's got on hand. Yeah, I think we knew there had to be like a couple of million in there. I feel like the but two or three million, million was bandied about. And we were trying to figure yeah. out how much money do you need to buy a bunch of shitty property in Harlan? Yeah, yeah. But apparently it's about $10 million. Yeah, and even I was shocked when he opens that thing up. I'm like, that is a lot more than $100,000. It wasn't quite a Walter White cash cube. Sure. But it was a... But, it, but if it's all hundreds, it doesn't need to be, right? Sure, sure, true. <laughs> and it also has been treated for silverfish, so... Yeah, you know, that's That it's has wrapped hurt in the plastic. cash's resale value. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I thought, you know, the way this was going down... I almost started thinking, like, Boyd is some kind of Joker-level genius. Why this door is open, he's going to blow... Because they're also interspersing this with the mining. You would have to kill Raylan, though. Like, I... Right? Raylan's in the room when they're doing this. But that's the thing. It's the perfect alibi, kind of. What, because, the safe so just what, the, goes the door, into the floor? The, yeah, it's like Italian job. The door swings open, Ar- uh, Arkham... Markham is standing there outside. Uh-huh. The The floor just drops out of the safe and it drops 300 feet in the dark. What do you do? Get repelling gear and go down there? They're going to be gone by a long time. Boyd, Boyd's like, I was here with you. What the hell do you want? Yeah, yeah It would yeah. be almost a too perfect crime, but that's where I thought they were going. Turns out they were just showing Raylan put two and two together because you, you know damn well Raylan knows what it, a blasting charge sounds like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he knows exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um. He is trembling with anticipation, and we get Ava and Boyd debating whether they should take the ten uh, hundred thousand or go for the ten million. Yeah, this is a really good scene. I, it was Boyd. Boyd cannot leave with a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, after all the shit that he has been through in these past six, I seasons, think he was going to. I honestly think a hundred thousand versus a million until he saw that that big old stash of ten and, million. And Raylan was worried that too, but then he saw the actual full stack and was like, "Oh yeah, okay, a hundred times more, I'll go for." Yeah, and and I you thought, might be right. And I also thought that it was an okay scene, but it went to the next level when he talked. You know, like how much was Raylan going to give you? Fifty grand. He's like, "Well, here you go, fifty grand. Take it and leave, uh-huh. or stick with me and take the ten million. Yeah, and I I feel like. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Ava, but with, with Boyd, his options have been narrowing and his offers have been getting less and less attractive. I mean, last season he was on, he was in search of 300,000. Now he's got this hundred thousand in his, in his hand, but he can't, he can't walk away with, he can't be satisfied with that. Yeah. He's, he's got to go after the big money and I think it's going to get him killed. Uh, so Raylan and Ava meet next, and she gives him the information on the mine at Blanton Creek, and uh, she tells him that he could just as easily have been an outlaw as a lawman, and he's like, well, that might be, but whatever. And they also say, you know, why do we fight too much alike? There's another theory floating around that Raylan and Boyd will team up at the end of the season to steal this money, nah. and it'll be Raylan turning outlaw, because he's kind of close. No way, man. I mean, what does that look like for his kid? 
uh like 10 five you know five 3.3 million dollars cash free for your college fund and no and no father is that a good trade-off wait 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 why would you think that Raylan if Raylan becomes an outlaw he's not gonna be you don't think they could living it up in Florida yeah no I think it's a stupid theory too I'm just saying that some Uh, people yeah I think that's incredibly dumb I think the the so why the likely scenario is that they like you said last week are probably gonna meet in this mine now that Raylan knows, oh, they're down in the mine blasting, he knows where the mine is, uh, he can go down there and confront Boyd right as he's about to take the money. Yeah, uh, Raylan calls this tip in to Rachel, and he's like, I don't know when, but I know the how and the why and and the where. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he also informs her that Ava's been burned. Which, I, again, I thought this Blanton Creek, I thought there was a different creek last week, but I guess it was Blanton. Anyway, uh, Raylan then goes to check out his father's shed, and we have, like, how shocked were you on a scale of 1 to 10 that the ghost of Arlo showed up? Did you, because we've gone back and forth, though, how we think, what we think about ghosts and having psychological, I mean, it really works on a show like The Leftovers, Mm -hmm. where, like, people are legit crazy and minds are breaking and stuff. Yeah. Raylan's not crazy, but... As I was watching this the first time, I had this war going back myself, and I, I've had conversations with myself reflecting on things that if I was trying to tell this to a like if I was trying to put this in a third person perspective, mm-hmm. it'd be essentially me arguing with a past version of a person I knew or something like that. So I guess it's a way to visualize what Raylan was thinking in his head. Yeah, definitely. Um, but also, I, it made me th- maybe go down maybe the wrong path because I started thinking Arlo was awful. Like, yep, nothing to see here, boy. Do pay no attention to the door I'm. Blocking. My ghost is standing in front of. Uh-huh. Uh, I but I don't. I I feel like there's something more to this, but I can't base it on anything other than my gut. Yeah, which is, which is considerable. <laughs> uh, I I'm. It's surprising that there doesn't seem to be more to it. I don't know if I feel super comfortable with that being the way that Raylan comes to terms with all of the family stuff. Right? This is it? Arlo had a man cave? This is the big revelation it's, for this it's guy? It's sprung on us out of nowhere. We've never heard about this man cave before, never. right? This yep. torture shack or whatever Raylan thought it was. And to deal with it in the span of two minutes in a conversation that then Raylan goes, yup, okay, I'm out of Harlan now. Uh, yeah. See you later, family and memories. I'm gone. Well, I mean, I guess he had gone through, the whole episode was about him disturbing the remains, right? Yeah. Like, you know, stirring up the shit, breaking yeah. the crust. Past is a statement, future is a question. And he gets all the way to the end, and like the the the, the biggest, you know, Inter, you know, uh, digging up of corpses yet involves this shack, mm-hmm. and it's nothing. And then he decides, you know what? I'm not worried about the past. It's all about the future. Yeah, it kind of works, but man, it's a long way to go for a fairly minor. I don't know, fairly minor revelation he had about himself. Why yeah, do you invent a torture shack if this is the point you're wanting to make? Yes, I, I feel like they handled it so well when Arlo died. Right. That this is almost kind of a letdown to even come back to it. Yeah. In a way. I I don't know. I wish it was I wish it was done a little bit differently too. Yeah. 
Again, it's I, I, I can't say exactly what bothers me, but it feels like it's unfinished business. But they're wanting me to think very much it's finished business. And if, yeah. And if it turns out it is just finished business, it's going to be a big head scratcher for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as we said, Raylan changes mind about moving his parents' remains. Uh, he leaves them there and pulls up his own tombstone. Has his own so. tombstone pulled up. And uh, who knows where it's going to go? He does, Even Raylan doesn't. Yeah. Uh, where do you think he's going to keep the actual tombstone? He's going to keep it in the trunk of his cruiser? <laughs> I don't know if a Lincoln Lincoln could hold that much in their trunk. That's yeah, a pretty heavy, solid granite or whatever tombstone. It's a, it's a rock. It's true. It's a where where rock. does he keep it? In his motel room? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, well, I guess we can just keep his bed? it in this bucket uh, <laughs> here. For uh, until you die? Like, yeah. No, I, I need to put the storage shed or something. Maybe he'll put it in there. that shed, in the in his father's <laughs> torture chamber. He'll bury... His past inside and his Bury his past future in his past? His future. Oh, yeah, what does that even say? I don't even know. I think we just went plaid. Yep. Before we get to feedback, I just want to say a couple words. If you listen to this podcast, it's obvious that you're a Justified fan, and maybe you're a Bald Move fan, maybe you're not. But I just want to make you aware of the fact that the only reason we're able to uh, have the privilege of doing this Justified podcast is because we made the decision last year to go full-time with this. We previously cut Justified because as much as we loved it, we just could not do you know, the, a, a, another cast on top of The Walking Dead, on top of Mad Men coming back and Game of Thrones uh, and all that stuff. It's just too much. Yeah. But now we're able to. We brought it back in the lineup, and I'm having a lot of fun covering this last season. How do we make this happen? How do we turn podcasts into money? Well, you... Uh, alchemy. Some kind of alchemy. And it, and, and it involves you. You're the philosopher's stone in this okay. equation that turns lead into gold. Because you can go to club.baldmove.com and find out how you can directly support us for as low as a dollar a month and get access to all kinds of premium features, such as live watches of mm-hmm. uh, some of the shows that we do. We live record all of our podcasts, so you can get the podcast as soon as it's... I, I mean, it, it's essentially watching Moses uh, uh, ch- chisel the Ten Commandments into the rock. You, sure, you could wait till he brings it down the mountain <laughs> and then sees you worshiping the gold calf and dashes at his feet. Yeah, but then you don't get to see God and all yeah, that. Yeah, all the hilarious that's... outtakes where. Oh yeah, you know, like the, no, the... that that's that should be an F, Moses, not a yeah, G. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And the whole thing where they debated about whether pork was bad or not. <laughs> I mean, all that behind the scenes you just wouldn't get. Well, you can get that with Club Bald Move. Uh, also, what else? VIP forum access. We have mm-hmm. a forums at forums.baldmove.com. Got a special forum just to talk about future premium features and suggestions for a lunch with Jim and Aaron. Uh, premium video feed that we do on Fridays. A lot of really cool, fun stuff. And again, it's a bargain. It's a, it's it's as low as a buck a month. Go to club.baldmove.com to find out how you can keep uh, us going, our bits flowing, and support our independent podcasting. Thanks. Shall we consider some feedback? Let's do it. Edgar E. wrote in, because I was speculating on uh, military special forces that I had no knowledge of, mm-hmm. and he said, the Green Berets are not part of the Marines, dumbass. I actually threw that in. I'm editorializing. Green Berets were the actual the actual name of special forces are in the Army. Operation Special Forces is what you call the military elite units. Marines had their own elite task force, which is MARSOC. Navy has huh. the SEALs. Air Force has the PJs, which are the pararescue jumpers. Uh, Dev Grew or SEAL Team 6 and Delta Force are the elite of the elite within those groups, uh, also called Tier 1 groups. Individuals in Tier 1 are all called operators. Okay. So, Set the record straight. He and, and, and also we've learned that these guys were all rangers. 
liked him. Yeah, yeah. In this episode. Uh, Michael L. said, after last night's episode, I have a theory of about who the snitch is. Art Mullen. Art was happy oh, to convalesce boy. until the topic of the snitch's identity came up. From hmm. there, he starts questioning everyone about who the snitch might be. He speaks with Vasquez, Rachel, Raylan, Avery, and now Catherine. His conversation with Hale is the most telling. In it, she reveals that she and Art knew each other 14 years ago. Also, but did they really know each other or was like knew each other in the sense that Art was serving warrants and stuff to these guys as bosses and it's tough to know. And... But anyway, she said last week Art reveals that he's been married 28 years and doesn't take the pole out as much as he used to. But the next to last camera shot is Hale unzipping her skirt and moving into the bedroom, followed by Art walking her direction. Now, come on. He, I, yeah, it happened. We know that Catherine had an affair with Markham while married to Grady, leading me to believe that she is the type of woman who separates casual sex from the love she shared with her husband. Who's to say that she and Art didn't have a sexual relationship back in the day? Jim. Jim is the who in this question that you're looking for. He is adamantly over there. <laughs> <laughs> de- deny calling bullshit on this whole thing i don't know i need to go back and i guess watch the end of that scene again but i it would surprise me yeah sure. I'll, I'll just say that it would surprise me that art would be out even even with the shitty food that she's cooking him yeah that art would be out cheating on his wife with a criminal in an active investigation like that's like that seems like a terrible idea for like the it makes sense for Raylan to bang ava in season one because she was the damsel in distress and she was kind of gray and she hadn't chosen what side she was on yet whereas we both thought it would be weird for him to go back to banging her this season because she is a dyed in wool criminal yeah i don't see art getting his pullback out to dick down a criminal that he helped destroy the organization of 14 years ago now There's I can't, no percentages in it. I can't say it didn't happen, but it would shock me. Yeah, in fact, I would think it's extremely silly, except for the camera work to me suggested at least when mm-hmm. uh, when I watched it that he was not moving to the front door. If, if if he is moving to the front door, if he's getting out of there, uh-huh. what is the point of that at the end? Um, it's a well, tease, obviously, but so there but is why? there is one one thing that I always think when someone disrobes in someone else in a completely non-sexual manner that doesn't involve like a physician is you are telling them very loudly and clearly that you do not see them as a sexual object. Sure. You have nothing that, to offer me. And, and I'm not, yeah. The, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't have any modesty or shame because there's no modesty and shame that, that it's like, I don't feel bad getting naked in front of my dog or my cat. Uh-huh. And so I think that that's what it was. It was kind of like a cheeky, you bald, wrinkled ass Marshall, I don't give a shit about you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do something provocative and you're not even going to act on it. Okay. So I can buy that. Uh, let's see. Let me get synchronized back up with uh, what we got going on here. Uh, I believe Art was using information gathered by sleeping with Catherine and feeding it to Simon Poole. Art would have access to the habits of Gordon Keith and could arrange Simon Poole's murder to make it look like the work of uh, Keith. He'd also have access to Poole's schedule through Poole's office. Art would have connections to prison guards and inmates as a U.S. marshal, which he could engineer Grady's murder. Finally, every law enforcement officer seems to accept the wiretap explanation. So why can't Art let the sleeping dog lie? But why is he bailed out after that? What do you mean, why is he bailed out? Why is the the guy that Art is pinning these murders on bailed out after the fact? Uh, that's a good question. But... 
it's not enough, I think, to completely dis. I mean, there's a lot of reasons you can completely dismiss any particular theory, but that's one of the interesting things is that every single theory about who the mole is seems to suffer from a flaw. Okay. You know, it's like if you go Catherine or or, or what or, or Avery, then you've got to explain why they were acting in cross purposes. Like the the dual murders seem to contradict each other's motive. If it's Duffy, you know, I, that's why I say I think it's Duffy. I think it's Duffy. Duffy's the only one where you just throw it out there. We don't know his motive. We don't know why or how or what, but he's and and maybe that's why there's no flaws in it because we don't know enough. But everybody else says the mole has like a pretty big flaw to try to figure out. Yeah, if it is Duffy, he's come a long way in this series from pill pusher to I, yeah, I arguably mastermind he would, of he would have been he, he the he, whole series. Yeah, no, he kind of devolved. <laughs> uh huh. And in, in in the in the aftermath of whatever shit he pulled. Yeah. Uh, Duncan from Manchester, classic line from Ty. You see me pulling thrill seeker liquor store holdups with a born to lose tattoo on my head, <laughs> uh, or chest, I think, uh, from uh-huh. the epic scene in Heat with De Niro and Al Pacino. Oh, is that what it's from? Yeah. Okay. I was um, I was wondering about that. I'd missed a reference, but when someone mentioned it, I'm like, oh yes, of course. Hmm. And also, um Pavlov's Bell on the forum brought out the whole Harlan, hell the place to make your fortune, which was a Deadwood quote. Ah, okay. Um so that's a nice Easter egg. Hmm. Edwin C said, Before I get into what I think is a fuck up by the writers, I wanted to point out something that Rachel said during last week's episode. When the episode starts and they're forming a strategy for the manhunt, she says, I don't want to have Eric Freen situation where we look like a bunch of assholes. Oh, this is great. Because Ty Walker is special forces. This had me laughing my ass off because the situation happened in my neck of the woods. Eric Freen, Freen is a survival expert who shot at two Pennsylvania state police officers at a barracks near one, killing or barracks near me, killing one and critically injuring the other. A manhunt for him began almost immediately with the next couple of days, the police kept giving out information that they were getting close to getting him. <laughs> I remember at work, while we all kept making bets as to when they would get him and if he would actually capture him and, or just kill him on the spot. Anyway, this manhunt lasted about two months, making the state police look like assholes. Oh, that, arrested, that's not what did it. These next string of events. They arrested one man about 20-some times because the man didn't own a car and had to walk miles to work every day. And the poor guy had to deal with state police pinning his ass to the pavement almost every day. And every time they would report that they possibly had him, only to have the same guy over and over again. You'd think after the third time. That's amazing. Photocopies of his face. Do not arrest this man. This, you, th- you know what? I bet this is the man who cannot be arrested in that county again. <laughs> no matter what like, he does. He has a literal get out of jail free yeah. card, like Monopoly. Can you imagine the harassment suit? Oh. You've arrested me 20 times in 20 days. that's incompetent. Oh, completely. That's just completely. horseshit. This man is probably a like, millionaire e- now. Like, literally every person on the fucking force must have arrested him. <laughs> they, they it's not have. like he's walking across the whole goddamn state of Pennsylvania. They must have. I mean, and, and it doesn't stop there, too. These police yeah, no, no. are incompetent. Yeah. Uh, so they arrested this guy about 20 times. Uh, there's also an incident where two of them tried to climb a tree stand, not knowing it could only hold the weight of one person, <laughs> and both were severely injured when it fell. It's, it's not funny, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it's the Keystone Cops, man. Yeah. The best was at some point they thought he might be watching the news to track their movements and actually pleaded with him to turn himself in. <laughs> it was a big embarrassment for the state. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> we can't find you. Please yes. just turn yourself Come in. Come on. You're making this look like an asshole. It was a big embarrassment for the state police when we oh, all thought he had God. left the country when they finally found him held up in an abandoned airport bunker this whole time. Wow. 
Whew, that was good. Yeah. All right, so let's let's help Edwin because uh, that was entertaining, and he's got a problem with the show that I think we can clear up. Now, maybe you guys can help me because I'm very confused on the matter of the show. When in the episode, A Live Day starts, there's a scene with Ty Walker and crew discussing about what to do with the body. When Ty Walker says how many people we will kill or what the we kill between the three of us. And Choo Choo replies, well, that sniper guy, oh, that sniper guy said he killed 255, but take that with a grain of salt because he was a SEAL. From what I've gathered from the show, Tim was a ranger, which would be Army and SEALs are Navy, right? On the his wiki page, it says that Tim was a former ranger. Now, in the next episode, Rachel says Ty has special forces, which I have no clue which part of the military that's from. And Ty says the, tells the frat boy that he joined the Army right out of high school, which would mean he was in the Army. Raylan confirms this in Dark as a Dungeon when he's talking to Markham about Ty saying you never know an ex-ranger to give up without a fight. Now, if they're all rangers and the show had told us that Tim is a ranger, why would they have a problem with believing him on a seal count and call him or a kill count and call him a seal? I think that my understanding is Choo Choo was talking about some random sniper guy they all mutually knew back in the box. And he was not speaking of Tim, who, to my knowledge, has never bragged hmm. about killing 255 guys. Yeah, it could, seems like that would have right. come up. Yeah, that would have come up. Um, although, yeah, I'll feel like a real asshole if Tim had said, like, in season three, I'd killed 255 people. Uh, so hopefully that'll help. Original Jay said, this is probably my least favorite episode of the season. Hmm. It's not bad, but moving the pieces around is starting to drag on me. Yes, there were a lot of good individual scenes, but basically we know that Boyd can't resist the big get time and Raylan's a Machiavellian asshole. So unless Hale is involved in some unbelievable complicated ply, plan or she edited the file somehow, giving Duffy's file to Art pretty much rules her out as being the snitch. Do you agree? Well, I'm still holding that hope for that unbelievably complicated plan. Uh, but yeah, he, he's, he's mostly right here. I, I, mean, I, I think on all counts, the episode being you know okay but not great not the great not yeah as not as not as good as as good as the setup has been so far so yeah uh and also yeah um, Catherine hale's looking she her her side of this is looking thin so we'll see on the other hand if it's if she's the mole well so it rules out i think it does rule out the her being the mole unless it's a two mole theory because if this information is claimed by Duffy to prove that this is Arkham and she like us is like, well, it doesn't really prove it. She would give this to art for him to thoroughly investigate. And then he would say one way or another. Well, she if also might want to lead him why... down a path that doesn't point to her. Huh? Here's the stuff on this Gordon so have, guy. But why would she want art? Cause I think she wants to kill Avery and get his money. Mm-hmm. If he's in prison, she can't do either one. He, she can't marry him, nor can she kill him. Well, in this episode, she's talking about, you know, get get close to him, marry him, and then a year down the road or something. What I'm saying is if Art gets on this tra- his trail of being, well, I guess it's not illegal to be a snitch, is it? I, I don't think so. I so mean, I, I was like, yeah, Art would just, I was thinking that this is an investigation to lead to someone's arrest, but no, it doesn't really. It'd be an investigation to lead to implicating him as being the rat. <laughs> but guess. no, no, you it, can't kill people. You can't kill an, a, a, a U.S. attorney. Yeah, if, if he's paying someone prison, to go in and kill someone in prison, that's, that's illegal, completely illegal. So that's what I'm saying. Like, why would she want him to do that? If again, it's like hmm. I don't. This isn't really coming together for me. Yeah, but I'm willing to be, be right. patient and wait. Can be right. 
Uh, I did like the scene with Roy, Royd and Balin, with Boyd and Raylan outside of the vault. How about this? If Catherine Hale is, in fact, the person who sent that guy in, that Gordon guy, to kill someone in prison, yep. she does the same thing to Avery. She points the police at him, sends I, Avery to prison, does the exact same thing. Almost said that myself. Once she gets him out in bars and he's defenseless, then she yeah. sends in Cooper or whatever the hell his name is. and Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> With the tennis racket. Uh-huh. Uh, he likes the scene with Boyd and Raylan because Boyd knows Raylan is setting him up and Raylan knows he knows it. But you know, $10 million. Yeah. It's also nice to see Ava being willing to run with Boyd. But on the other hand, Boyd is burning all of his bridges. I think Ava realizes that even with a new town and $10 million, Boyd is never going to be able to quit. And Carl is pretty upset about Boyd riding off the pig so easily. My guess is Carl breaks when Boyd is ready to sacrifice Earl. We know he's super loyal to his brother. Uh, Earl is a giant dumbass. Mm-hmm. And Carl knows where the bodies are buried. That's starting to feel very, very much like something's going to bring down Boyd. Yeah, you could be right. That's all the feedback we got. If you'd like to send us more, you can do it at justifiedatbaldmove.com. Get on our forums at forums.baldmove.com. Uh, tweet at Jim at baldmove and check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash baldmove. That's a lot of bald move. It's a lot of bald move. It's a lot of, I, I'm just starting saying BM. No, no, sticking with bald move. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. We, we will be back next week, of course, uh, next Thursday with another episode. Uh, until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya.